0: Right club. Be the right club today. Yes. Well, I mean that's better
1: than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.
2: Expect anything different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Uh, not really going to be much of a travelers recap. Big Randy, I'm with the big guy. This is Solly, and uh, me and Big Randy are here in Minneapolis. Been here. We be, we might have to pay taxes in Minnesota this year. We've been here so long.
0: A week. A week is. Uh, it's been great. It's felt like a month. I say that lovingly. Like it's just been a long, fun week. Maybe, and you're going to hear, and
2: I know we kind of every time we do anything related to the LPGA, we come on and just rave about our experience, but I think this week takes the cake as the best of any of the ones that we've had. Would you agree?
0: I might, I joke to you, like, I'm, I'm, I might become an LPGA like beat reporter or just groupie. Uh,
2: They're not all like this though. They're not all this big.
0: They're not all majors just to let you know. I know a roadie. I want to be the guy who just like helps set up and tear down uh, the LPGA events week to week. <laughs> travel, travel the world with them.
2: I think that would, that would a role that suits you very well. Um, <laughs> Chez Revy has won the Travelers Championship. Uh, Zach Suker finishes T2. I think that was kind of the biggest takeaway we had from that today.
0: Yeah, for sure. Scrambling, trying to learn things about him. That's a name I I honestly don't know much about. A little bit of difficulties in round three. I'm, I'm glad, you know, tie for second is a hell of a result. And obviously we'll springboard him next week and and hopefully the rest of the year. I saw
2: some tweets from Nick Menta on the Golf Channel um, talking about how Zach said he was taking out credit cards to pay bills while he missed more than a year to injury. Um, Says he went 210 days without income before the tour's disability policy kicked in. And when he came back, he had to pay for expensive trips in South America, travel, caddy, lodging, food, and decided to bet on himself. And then he earned $633,000. On Sunday. So that's a pretty cool story. It was, And of course, Chez Reevy, with all he's been through, getting CTE last week from Brooks Kepka and comes back and wins. Uh, it's got 11 years, I think, between victories for Ches Reevy. A real underdog story. A real underdog story. Uh, they carried him off the field after his victory. Uh, we didn't get to watch really any of it this week. So, um, we, we do a lot, we do plenty of PGA tour stuff this week for us was about the LPGA tour. We wish, we wish we would be in two places at once and could do uh could do LPGA stuff more often, but man, I I think, yeah, you know, you and I've talked about a lot this week. I think it's, it's kind of hard to convince people to watch, just blindly watch LPGA golf on TV. Like if you're not inter already interested in it, it's, it's hard to really, I don't want to say it's hard to get into it, but basically you kind of have to create your own reality and coming to tournaments in person i think is what does that like i legitimately am interested in the people that we've had a chance to talk to and follow and I, and we we had tons of people come up to us this week saying you know i'm out following angel yin because i heard her on your podcast and she seemed funny and i just everyone that goes to an, an event everyone we talked to this week just raved about the actual experience you, there's not as many crowds. You can get way up close to these girls and you can watch them absolutely like just stripe the ball. And I learned so much this week. I feel like I improved as a golfer watching the, the women play this week. And I'm on kind of a high right now. I thought it was one of the most fun weeks of watching professional golf I've ever had.
0: Definitely. I will echo all of that. I'm sure there's some people listening who already know the secret and are like, yeah, what took you guys so long? <laughs> um, I will admit it's that's, I don't have a good answer to what has taken me that long except for this is the second lpga event i've had the chance to go to uh, the first being last year's kpmg women's pga championship and i'll echo everything you say in that you go to a pga event and you're more of a fan in the sense that like you're watching people do things i'll never be able to do it's it's i mean those guys are playing a different game than me personally i'll like that's could never approach their ball speed, their athleticism, any of that. Um, the women, while I can never approach their skill level uh, and their level of play, their, their tempo, their rhythm, their swing speeds, their ball speeds are much more similar to mine. And so it's almost like looking at like, God, if, if I got as good as I could possibly be at the game of golf, I would look like this, you know, I I would I would hopefully look like, you know, name name your player out there. And so just from that standpoint for me, and I think you'll echo this, too. It's much more relatable. It's it's much more intriguing almost because they're playing the game in a way that I like if I maximized everything in a way that I would play it like our yardages we, we we'll get into it but we played the pro am with Danielle like if I caught a really good drive she and I would be like in the same place in the fairway and it's like oh that's kind of cool but you know one of us one of us is going to go shoot 63 on our own ball and myself is going to go you know probably shoot in the mid 80s best case so it's just it's very captivating from that same point and hopefully some of that shows through TV. But I think to your point, if you can get out to a tournament, and especially you know spend multiple days, really walk, follow certain players, uh, hanging out in the range is a great uh, way to pass some time as well it's just a ton of fun i know you know we we say this in all seriousness this this is a highlight of the year for us making this trip it's also a highlight and i know
2: this isn't necessarily as uh, meaningful to people at home but it is meaningful to us and i think it hopefully shines through in the content and that this is again not the first time we've said this but the lpga folks are the easiest people in the world to work with. When we say we're going to be on site, um, literally the people there will say, Hey, who do you want us to schedule for you for the podcast? Where can we set you up? Who do you want to talk to? And we give them names and they suggest people to us like, you don't know this person yet, but she would be great to talk to and blah, blah, blah. And that feeling one helps us have more comfort on site, which again, isn't important to the listeners that much. But the fact that, I mean, the reason why we actually go do it and come here and spend the time to do it which is a significant amount of time and effort is because we get such tremendous opportunities and access and abilities to show like golf is fun. LPGA tour golf is fun. I didn't know this until they opened up the doors for us. I mean, again, like you said, I'm sure there's tons of people that travel the tour. that would have said like, yeah, guys, we've known this for quite (laughs) some time, but I think it's so cool how great they are at, you know, letting us just go nuts. I'm like, you want to film? Yeah, go, go do it. Like I got to, so I, we posted on Twitter earlier this week uh, and we're going to talk about Hannah green winning. We, we don't mean to put that the back burner, but I think overall we just kind of want to have a discussion on the LPGA as a whole. But, uh, so we saw Maria Fossey swing on the range for the first time and we posted it on Twitter and it just went absolutely nuts. Got hundreds of thousands of views in just about 24 hours. So that's, the next day, I went out and watched her play and filmed it and then interviewed her afterwards. Like none of what you could do on the PGA Tour and now like people know Maria Fossy a lot better and I think it's just kind of like a lot of the things we have a trouble with in the way golf is covered because it's not allowed to be done at the men's the highest level in men's golf. Like we take out all that frustration and take it to the LPGA and just have the time of our lives and they thank us for being there. It's nuts. It's complete opposite end of the spectrum.
0: It's a complete 180. So, yeah, shout out all the people that help us with the uh, who work for the LPGA, KPMG folks are great. Uh, the PGA folks are great. It, like you said, it it's it's it, it's almost to the point where it's such a blank canvas of possibility. I think it's a great thought exercise for us in the sense, like, oh god, like we can do anything. Like like yeah. what do we want to do? And we may mention a couple of things we were able to do this week, um, which which will drop after you're hearing this podcast, probably. But yeah, it, it is so inviting and warm and hospitable you get that from the folks working the tournament but i i do want to say too that like you get that from the players themselves and the fans there will get the same experience from the players exactly like can- that that that's not that's nothing like our accent you know like that's nothing to do with with who we were it's the the players are are seeking out you know kids and and adults and it, it's just totally different than a pga tour event It's just so much, I was trying to think of why that is,
2: and I I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I think with what we're used to in men's professional golf, there's just so much at stake, and there's so many parties involved, and it's such a well-oiled machine, the LPGA just doesn't have the same kind of eyeballs on it, that's not news to anybody, but just doesn't have as many agents involved, and just not as, they don't have to deal with as many fans following them and yelling their name and whatnot that it just feels way more human. Like you can, if you wanted to, and I'm not saying go out and do this, but some of the more personable players, you can just chat them up on the tee box while they're waiting shots. You could chat with them. If you have kids, they were like, Aria Jutanagarn had a horrible day on Sunday. She went out of her way, go over to the rope to high five, like little girls that were in between the 17th green and 18th t Hannah Green was doing the same thing with the lead, going to the 72nd hole of a major. And I, like, a, yeah, if you can't tell, we're excited if about you, it.
0: I, I will just say if, if you have kids and want them to be interested in golf, <laughs> go to the LPGA. You, you know, you don't have to walk around on eggshells. It's the, the they, KPMG had carved out junior viewing areas at most of the holes. You know, it's just so receptive. Um, Whereas, you know, I I just think it's a different animal like you said on the PGA Tour. And I don't want this to sound like a backhanded compliment kind of towards the LPGA, but
2: I want to give credit to the PGA of America. I mean, it is a major championship, of course, but they treat it exactly like they would treat a men's major championship. I've been to the PGA Championship. The infrastructure is the uh, pretty much the exact same. scaled back a little bit. There's not as many grandstands, and there's definitely not as many fans that attended. Uh, although they did like break records, I think with the attendance, it probably didn't look like it on TV just because Halee's is such a big ballpark. But um, it's it just everything about it is like big time event. You know, all the flagpoles and hospitality surrounding ninth and eighteenth greens, and all that goes into a big time tournament, which we got to see the production truck. I mean, Golf Channel was there, NBC was there. They had a Golf Central desk and. All of the things that uh, that go into putting on a professional tournament, it was uh, it was just you know, it was eye opening. I think this week,
0: yeah, we we got to peek behind the curtain. We got which... to meet the keepers of the takes, the keepers of the take. Yeah, um,
2: hopefully more to come on that front. But that was uh, quite a sizable operation, and kind of again eye opening to us on how much goes into a broadcast. And uh, it <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me a little bit more hesitant with some of my criticisms. Definitely with the stuff that is said live on air because after just being on the golf central desk we watched aaron oberholzer um amanda blumenhurst i think is her last name blumenhurst and uh lisa cornwall all doing golf central and just watching what they have to watch and how they do, it, like read it live on the air. I was like, oh gosh, I would not want to be in that seat right now. That looks, that looks really challenging right now. So
0: much more to come there. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll leave people with a little tease there. To your point
2: though, on being the games being relatable, I think for me it was even the women hit it so freaking good. That shouldn't, this isn't news, obviously, but like I can hit it. 50 yards past a lot of the women and they will beat me from the same tees so like for me that's great experience to to, you know to play with Danielle and just see like exactly where and how much better she is and like where she's hitting the ball and how she gets around it and how simple their game like we can play this but they played 6,800 yards this week like it was not short yeah like it's that's a lengthy lengthy golf (laughs) that would
0: be all I want going out on a weekend like that's thank you that's maybe I'll play a tee up from there we played Friday
2: and we played 6,500 yards yeah like that's they played 300 yards longer Mm -hmm. than that so
0: well that's what I want to say I and I hope my point is I I hope I'm clear with this point where it's relatable in this, like in a fantasy sense where, <laughs> yeah, like it's just not supernatural. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm by no means implying that I can play anywhere near as well as these women, but our yardages are somewhat similar. They're just so much better at everything than I am, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I legitimately think I learned from Maria Fossy's swing. Like we went out and played, we played a few holes Saturday evening after watching her uh, and just the the way she develops power from her lower body, and uh, we posted a video on on Twitter and on YouTube. Hopefully, you got a chance to view that. But it, you don't see a lot of swings like that on the LPGA tour. But it's, it's kind of funny how the best source of learning power, I feel like I, that, I feel like I've learned came from the LPGA tour this past week. So uh, the winner of this year's KPMG Women's PGA Championship, Hannah Green. 114th ranked player in the world won wire to wire on a major at 6,800 yards at Hazeltine national. We did not let's full disclosure. We did not think she was going to go wire to wire.
0: No, I for sure did not expect her. I mean, that was a proper victory Uh, championship venue. Like you said, plenty of length, plenty of teeth in that course. Candidly, I I thought starting the day, Saturday, there was probably no way she was going to be in the mix Sunday afternoon and you know just just a really gutsy effort she shot a 72 final round today you know we caught up to her on the back nine and she was just solid we, we saw our bogey 12 i believe but then you know makes makes such a good birdie on 16 which is kind of the signature hole with a lot of trouble there's a creek up the left there's the whole lake to the right um i, I think that birdie on 16 probably won her the tournament but then she hung on a little slippery two-putt par on 17, and then a, a hell of a sand save uh, up and down to clinch it on 18. 22 years old, first LPGA victory, first major, uh, had won three times on the Symmetra Tour, but she's obviously a name that will will now be uh, better known in women's golf and, and somebody that's for sure on the scene.
2: Missed the cut last week at the Meijer, uh, cashed a $577,000 winner's check, Career earnings to date were 360K. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. One other top 10 this year, and it was a T10 finish. And I think a lot of us, a lot of people were expecting Aria Jutanagarn to run her down. And it just goes to show how good, you said she shot 72, how good that 72 is. It's like she was playing next to Area, who I think shot 77. And just like is probably is one of the five best players in the world and just did not have it. And it would have been so easy for her to go out and shoot 77 a day with all the pressure that she had on her. And she did not. So that was fun to watch. She had a, several other uh, Australian players were waiting greenside. Some of her Aussie friends. We met her boyfriend who's a professional player on, uh, on the Austral- Australasia tour, I believe. Uh, and Kari Webb was waiting greenside and ran on the green and poured whatever they were pouring on her and celebrating on the 18th green. That was... I don't... Uh, not a lot of things that happen in men's golf get me a little emotional. I got a little emotional with they rain on the green. Like that was a really, really cool moment.
0: I I said on Twitter, the Aussies have a way to really bring fun and excitement to sporting events. Sure, and so that sure. that contingent falling around Hannah, it, it just elevated my excitement. It, it just brought a a lot of electricity uh, to that final group, which was cool. And then to see him, you know, to to pay it off there with the win on eighteen it was uh it was a cool scene I, I did want to mention one of the I thought the neatest storylines so Kari Webb has a scholarship foundation I guess is a fair word to to call it in Australia where she awards scholarships to winners each year uh, essentially you know rising golfers uh, female golfers and so Hannah Green had actually like four years ago the 2015 had come over and shadowed Kari Webb around the the U.S. Women's Open and now you know fast forward four years and and she's a major winner. Uh, Kari Webb said she was choking up watching Hannah clinch the victory and I believe was quoted as saying like this is Kari Webb like felt like she won the tournament. Hmm. So I know it, it meant a lot not only to her who's been you know a titan of the women's game Uh, seven-time major winner herself to to see her like rush onto the green to to celebrate and and dump beer and water on on this you know 22 year old whose golfing career and life has just changed that was definitely a cool scene for sure you know what
2: uh one thing i did notice uh in a lot of the bags out at the at the kpmg women's pga how many Callaway clubs I saw in those bags? Uh, did
0: you? I know you were you were doing some counting. I
2: was what, doing the Daryl yeah. was the Daryl survey whatever. That's I was at HT yeah. doing the counting. Uh, so for the rec- for my counting because I definitely was at all eight straight of these uh, LPGA <laughs> majors. Uh, for the eighth straight major, uh, Callaway had the most drivers, fairways, irons, and putters in play eight straight majors is again, that
0: is that good and they're not
2: <laughs> i would imagine that a lot of these women are not under contract to be doing this is this, they're choosing to play this it's pretty that's pretty noteworthy i would have to say
0: well i can think of a couple where the bags had one equipment company and they were hitting uh <laughs> the epic flash driver it's a mixed it's a lot of mixed yeah. bags going on out there yeah. but uh, congratulations
2: to callaway on that so that was very impressive um what else uh, so let's hear about your first am. people are dying to hear i mean hopefully they saw the video
0: yeah uh everything i could have hoped for and probably a little bit more i uh, you know it, it's listen it's all in the it's <laughs> it's all in the police report it's all in the video <laughs> i was a little nervous you know last of the nlu crew to make my pro am debut have have seen you know what it can do to some folks i, I won't mention it <laughs> tron um you know people people change they, they get accustomed to a certain lifestyle and i i hope i can avoid that but no we we had a great pairing we had a stacked team unfairly stacked i will i will admit so danielle kang was our pro she was phenomenal we can talk about her in a second mav mcneely uh, currently on the web.com tour and also danielle's boyfriend kfc tour continue uh, that's right oh uh, <laughs> i regret randy regrets the air he he was like our second player, and <laughs> then very unfair. We were supposed to play with a KPMG person, and they had to get switched around because somebody else dropped out, and so Solly got the call last minute. Twenty, you know um
2: I already had the uniform on I uh, was ready I just ripped off my pants like my basketball ripaways, and I was on the tee ready yeah to he
0: was like waiting by his phone <laughs> I, I don't even know if they had finished asking you yes yeah. yes yeah I have my clubs yeah <laughs> so yeah the four of us went out there and I was surprisingly not nervous I didn't hit any range balls that was that was a conscious decision got out to the first tee I gotta admit I wasn't uh, it got you know that moment can kind of jump on you pretty quickly on the first tee and it, it happened to me like I didn't have my tees, I didn't have my ball, so I was scrambling for my glove, pegged it, uh, found the fairway, a little, little ropey, had some draw on it, if, if I remember correctly, and yeah, away we went. My stretch goal was to use ten shots of mine. We did not get to ten, but I believe we got to like six or seven. Six or seven. You used two on the first hole. You stuffed the a wedge hole. in. Yeah. And then we <laughs> We took my wedge, which Danielle may have been was the tougher putt. About yeah, Danielle. Which you could see the competitiveness coming yeah. out. I was like, Come on, Danielle, give me give me one. Um and then yeah, I rolled the putt in, validated it. So just a great day. It was a lot of fun. Well, when we say how much
2: fun like the LPGA tour is, I think like Danielle Kang is like the perfect embodiment. Embodiment is that how you say that? Bodyment, embodiment, embodiment yeah. of that. She is. She was incredible to play with in the pro am. Probably the dream pro am partner. Uh, she was probably a little extra excited having her boyfriend uh, tagging along with us. Now, I thought you were going to say because we were there. Well, also with that, and uh, but like even once the tournament got going, you can just tell like how much just pent up energy she has. I was, uh, I caught her like on the 16th hole. She she hit it in the water in the pro am. She hit it in the water in every practice round, and she hit it in the water on Thursday on 16. And then she hits the fairway on on uh, Friday. And she just like turns and like does like this little dance, like signaling safe, like that she had actually found the fairway and like did like a leg kick and was, it was just like, it's just a complete opposite experience than anything. And I feel like every time I I caught up with her this week, she made a birdie and she would come off the green, just yell at me for not following her for every single hole and uh she just uh, she brings a lot of joy to watching women's golf and uh someone that is definitely definitely worth rooting for hopefully everyone's heard the uh podcast appearance she made when she came on with us at the kia classic uh last year in march if you haven't go back and check that episode out but
0: uh and she got it tied for fifth she, had it, she ended up having a great week a slow start shot a 75 three over the first day and then uh 70 68 70 for like i said top five finish Great. Great week for her. Great week for her. Great week
2: for Lizette Salas, who you will hear later on in this episode. We got a chance to sit with her on Tuesday. Uh, She bogeyed the 18th hole to follow to T5. Uh, 18th hole is very difficult. Uh, it did cost her somewhere around 70 to 80 K, which was, it was painful to see, but uh, she made $143,000 this week. T5 got the podcast bump. Uh, we had to make a decision because we also recorded one with Mel Reed, which I think will come out. Uh, will definitely come out at a later date. She shot final round 66 to finish tied for third. and uh, I believe someone mentioned to me today that she may have made the Solheim cup with that finish, uh, which is exciting news because that was something she talked about in the interview. If I'm, if I'm not, if I'm correct.
0: Yeah, that's huge. That um, that That's news to me. I'm, I'm really excited. People will find out, yeah, with the podcast release. that That's a big deal for her.
2: Yeah, and then we also got a chance to sit down with Jay Marie Green, and uh, that'll probably we'll probably come out with uh, Jay Marie and, and Mel's episodes around the same time. But um, Nellie Corda, she had a great chance today. I thought she got within one on the back nine, uh, hit two great shots on the par 5 15th, and inexplicably her about 50-yard pitch shot on the par 5 went long rested up against the collar downhill chip and she couldn't get it up and down and made bogey when she was probably looking at a chance for birdie to tie the lead that was pretty deflating and um but man is she I just feel like every time I watch her in one of these major situations and this could be very unfounded but I feel like I never feel like she's all the way there I feel like she's playing well but, you know, give something back, and it never feels like her A game, and she's always still right there. Like, I think she's so incredibly talented and hasn't really begun to even scratch the surface for how much, how good she can be. It blew my
0: mind she's still 20 years old. Oh, my God. I thought yeah. she was like, what is she, like 23 now? No. Like, no, she's 20. Oh. <laughs> um it, it kind of felt like her week there around 11 12 uh hannah had given a couple shots back nelly was within one and yeah just couldn't find that that birdie or two down the stretch but i'm sure she will have many weeks in the future sung young park made another run at it who may be the best
2: ball striker of any of the of the women on the lpga tour she won the kpmg women's pga last year in a playoff. And she birdied the 18th hole, 412 uphill into the win. Uh, I don't know what you what you factor that in for, for LPGA compared to PGA, but it feels like about a 480 uphill par 4 uh, for w- the equivalent of that on the PGA Tour is what it feels like. She birdied it. and Hannah teed off on the 18th hole with a two-shot lead. Thinking and, and uh, you know Parks in the group ahead of her, thinking that she probably needed to make five to win, and Park made a clutch birdie. She is awesome, awesome player to watch. She doesn't exude a lot of personality on the golf course, so she's not going to stand out to a lot of people, I don't think. But of any golf swing out there and i know we yeah. fell in love with a lot of golf swings this week <laughs> Anne van dam maria Fosse. it, did it was a that? new
0: it was a new one each day <laughs> it
2: really was uh park might have the most sound uh golf swing of any of them is that a fair statement
0: i think so that it's just so class um yeah she's stoic and i think you and i both love her for that like watching her in person this is again goes back to create your own reality yeah like, you know, we, we, we like, joke. I don't
2: expect you to tune into TV and be like, oh, I, I'm tuning in to watch right. SH Park. Like, I don't, like, we kind of do now, I think, at least a little bit because of how much we've watched her in person. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it really is. And that's why, again, I, I encourage people to just go out. I, this week, this week really made me regret. There used to be, um, I forget what, what the event was, but it used to be an LPJ event right in our, my backyard in Dublin. And I never went to it, and I feel like I kind of missed out on a time period. I don't know if Annika used to play it or whatnot, but I feel like I kind of missed out on a timestamp on LPGA tour. And I feel like I'd have had a lot more appreciation for it throughout my my whole life if I would have gone as a kid.
0: I was gonna say we we might be late to it, but we're here now. Yeah. So I'm not going anywhere. That's that's what's you know that's what's most important. I just want to shout out HJ Kim too. God, I love her her balance and rhythm and tempo in her golf swing. She finished tied for seventh this week. Is so aspirational that that was one that maybe maybe my second favorite uh, personally behind uh, Park.
2: Well, I got to give my shout out to my girl Soya and you. I didn't get to watch a lot of her this week. Uh, we did see her on TV once, slam a club and then throw a ball in the water. She's usually like the smiling happiest person on the golf course. I was taken aback by that, a little heartbroken. Um, but uh, I think the 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 most the biggest I guess the one the swings that we posted that got the most buzz and Van Dam early in the week. I, it's been reported that she swings at like 114 miles an hour. I don't know. I, I have no idea how to measure swing speed or like from, from my eyesight, I guess I should say maybe the most powerful and like, it looks like Adam Scott, basically it's like a, maybe even a prettier version of Adam Scott swing. Uh, Watch her play a little bit. I, she's still probably a bit raw. I don't know if that's the right word, but she absolutely pipes it and hits it about as far as anybody out there. But uh, her, her, She's had good results on the ladies European tour, but not quite fully translated the LPGA tour. But man, I didn't really get to do much of a deep dive on her swing. uh, Like we did Fosse's, but that was one that really, really stuck out and people, people on the internet freaked out about that one.
0: Yeah. Anne is definitely a favorite. You can tell among the, uh, the golf Twitter folk, I think uh if we if we're on the subject of swings Carlota Saganda is one that stuck out to me. I mean, I I know we can, yeah, <laughs> I'm we can just going down the lever, we can just name like everybody. Um but that's I think
2: kind of the point is like the, the we've only been to two of these in the last 2 years. Or I guess I've been to three in the last, you know, 2 years. And how many like I going through the T sheet like on Saturday there was several like how many groups in a row was like, "Oh, I want to see this person. I want to see this person. I want" just from going to a couple a couple weeks of uh, of events. So again if you can't tell this isn't a commercial for the lpga tour but uh go attend it and go get all the viewpoints you can and it was so cool to see people out there that you know had said you know hey i wasn't like people came up to us and said i, I wasn't a big follower of the lpga tour but you know i've really liked you like the videos and the podcast you've done with some of the players and i want to come out and follow them so uh and they really it's it's different to when you can tell it means something to the players
0: yeah i want to if bef- before we get out i want to give two quick shout outs, the first being to the folks in Minnesota, mm-hmm. specifically, you know, Minneapolis, Chaska area, where we were, uh, just awesome golf fans. Y- you can just tell um, the the tournament was very well attended. Um, you know, they, they braved not, it, it actually could have been a lot worse. The, the weather Sunday, uh, the rain held off for the most part, but it wasn't the, the nicest day. But man, they everybody we talked to, you know, just I think it's something about the short seasons, you know, they only get to mm-hmm. play golf, uh, five, maybe six months out of the year. And so they are just rabid, uh, when, when, when summer comes along. So I wanted to shout out the Minnesota golf fans. And then also, you know, on a personal level, you and I just walking around, we got so many people coming up to us, uh, you know, just talking to us and, and thanking us and, and, you know, me personally like it, it's so humbling and appreciative that that folks are you know supporting what we do so i, I just want to say thank you to all the people um that recognized us and and support us through merchandise or listening to the podcast uh, watching videos it, it's really cool to to meet you guys and, and be able to you know hopefully have a quick conversation uh we, we met tons of cool people so that was that was very neat
2: how many requests for strapped minnesota oh did, you gosh. Guys get? did you get this week
0: yeah um i would say they want some strapped up here we are gonna <laughs> give them some strapped i just don't know when uh but but we will come to minnesota i think we could do probably four or five interesting straps around minnesota um so we'll, we'll figure out what to do first and and when that will be but we're definitely getting up here uh,
2: it would take a long time to give all the shout outs i'd like to give to all the people that work in tv that we hung out with a little bit this week but special one to mark rolfing uh he came up and said hi to us we were supposed to have dinner with him this week and i'd never met him before and he he said he said something to me which like really put a smile on my face he's like i really appreciate what you guys do even if it's giving me a jab every now and then and he laughed about it and i thought like that is the kind of thing like we give everybody jabs first of all and if you're including gonna laugh-
0: ourselves i think that's yes. the most important thing we make fun of ourselves
2: but if you're gonna laugh about it and have a good attitude about it and know that we make jokes about everyone and not get butthurt about it And kind of give it right back at us and and kind of address it when you see us like that is awesome. Like that is the the, some of my favorite people in golf are the ones that say like, oh, yeah, I saw that joke about me like that was hilarious. Like everyone loved it. It was funny. And I just so I wanted to shout him out. He was like in between golf shots almost live on the air. And he said that I thought that was really cool. So. We needed money to get a Rolf on the pod here in the future. I was
0: going to say, we, we met a handful of people that would be great podcast guests. Yeah. We're We got some work to do. We have like eight
2: podcasts. We haven't even posted yet that have all been recorded. But, uh, on that note, why don't we get to that? We have one recorded from Lizette Salas. I think, uh, she's got a great story and, uh, Coming from kind of a modest background, and I don't want to give too much of it away because I do want you guys to stick around and listen to it. Uh, And again, she finished T5 this week. It was awesome to see. I think it was her best ever finish in a major. Could be wrong on that, but I feel like I saw that Uh, earlier in the week randy got anything else before we close it out
0: this t5 is indeed her best finish in a major she's she's one to watch she's had a a number of top tens recently so hopefully big things in store for her over the next uh, few
2: years thanks everyone for all the feedback on everything that came out of this past week i know not everyone is into the L P J stuff which is totally fine if you wanted to tune us out this past week and I imagine you probably didn't listen this far into the podcast if that is the case. But uh, thanks for, for everyone that uh, made this week a really fun one for us. And uh, honestly, can't wait to get back out here and do it again soon.
0: Ron, I next year.
2: Oh, we are going to be at that one. We're going to have to build in some extra time to play some golf.
0: Yeah, we got to do a fan meetup too. Exactly.
2: Something. All right. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy Lizette Salas. All right. Well, we're rolling here. We're welcoming in here at the KPMG Women's PGA uh, Lizette Salas. Lizette, we uh, we were tr- we tried to catch you last year. We were supposed to do you and Angel together. It didn't end up working out, and Angel got mad at us for it. So we did. <laughs> yeah. We just had Angel on the podcast. So we we've taken care of that one, and now you're you're on. Welcome, awesome.
1: On. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
2: So it's major championship week. Um, easy easy softball question to start: Is your preparation any different for a major week than it is a normal week?
1: I think mentally it is a little different. Um, you know, going into our now third major of the year crucial time right now and during the season you know solheim cup points are are up for grabs and you know everyone brings their team out i have my trainer and and, um you know so we're just trying to get dialed in as much as we can and um you know a a major week uh consists of a lot of different shots and a lot of different pressure situations so you got to be mentally and physically ready for that so that's what we're doing
2: well, usually I wait for at least a little bit to talk about Solheim because people get so excited to talk about oh, Solheim. Oh, let's go but right in it. You went, in you it. went right no, there.
1: I'm, so that's who's top, counting. That's yeah. top of
2: your mind. Then, oh, of every week is Solheim. Why is that?
1: I mean, I mean, it's a two-year process to get on the team, and I mean, for for me as an American, there's no um, you know higher honor than to to represent your country. And you know, I've been on three teams so far, and they're just so addic- addicting, and I want to be in as many teams as possible, and. We're going for that three peat and we're going into European soil. So it's a lot different. Um, You know, but we're excited. I feel like my games, um, I'm so close to playing some amazing golf. And, you know, I keep telling myself, you know, we're trending, we're trending. And um, I think everyone on the team and potential uh, teammates are super excited about it. And it's going to be a really different team. Um, But we're going to be, you know, stacked up from top to bottom. So we're excited.
2: Well, Danielle was on last year and she told some salt Lime Cup stories about when you guys were paired together. You're oh, already what laughing. What did she say? What well, did she say? Why don't you, I don't know. I don't what,
1: know what she said.
2: She said something about how she claimed she doesn't miss putts within a certain distance or something
1: oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't playing that great when we were paired together and I get, I get really hard on myself and um, I would leave her like six, seven feet. And she's like, "Lizette, say it? And I'm like, what? She's like, say, I don't miss under six, seven feet. And I'm like, okay, Danielle, you don't miss under seven. And then we had a 10 foot pot on the last to uh, to win the match. And she drills it. And she's like, I'm just kidding. I don't miss anything under 10. <laughs> <laughs> And so like we went to the 18th hole and I was like really, really like down on myself. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. We're going to get more TV time, more TV time. And, you know, I mean, I'm grateful to have that type of partner. Um, So, yeah, we had some we had some really cool stories.
2: Gosh, it's scary how well you validated. I assume she was exaggerating no, some was, of that. It's I know on point, it is. That was like verbatim almost what she said. The TV oh, yeah. time. She's yep. like, I, I like my TV time.
0: Of oh, course. Oh yeah. <laughs> so
1: it it was a great time to to be paired with her, and um, you know, we'll we'll see how this behind cup goes.
0: You mentioned that you know you're trying, you you are trending, or perhaps you're trying to convince yourself that you're yeah. trending. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just looking at your career stats, it's amazing how many cuts. You make and so I'm just curious. It it seems like that breakthrough. What do you think is that final missing ingredient for you, Or, or do you think it's just you know things break in the right way?
1: I mean, I mean, there's a lot that goes into to winning a tournament, and you know, there's a there's luck that goes into it. There's um you know your mindset that goes into that week. Um, I think for me right now is really just to let it happen. I think I've been forcing especially on the putting green, I've been trying to like force putts in and really not not doing what I normally do, just a lot of visualization, a lot of feel. And, you know, I've gone to a point where I'm now putting left hand low just to get that feeling back, Um, which is not the way I've normally putted in my career. But right now that's pretty much, that's been working for me. I honestly, I've been feeling the most, the strongest I've ever felt. Um, I'm back to getting like, um, I'm hitting shorter irons in, I'm getting my distance back. And so I would think that would give me much more confidence to be on the putting grain. Um, for some odd reason, it's just not really like, it's not piecing together right now. Um, but I'm, I'm super positive right now. Like my team has been awesome. And, um, I mean, I, there's no reason why I shouldn't be contending week in and week out. So, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped up. I'm pretty excited to be playing golf. Um, I think it'd be a different story if I was like really grouchy and just a pain in the, uh, being a brat out here. So um, I'm, st- I'm still very optimistic and um, I'm I'm definitely sure I'm going to get another win.
0: Yeah, it, and I didn't mean to imply that you're not playing good golf. Oh, no, no, I, no, I no, no, not at all. You know. It, I know what you meant. Uh, just looking at, and you know, you, you had a top 10 at this tournament last year, the, yeah. the women's PGA. And so is this one that you've, you know, yeah, I, the, I feel like this might be one you've really, targeted yeah so, Yeah, now,
1: the past couple of KPMg women's championships I've've I've played really well and um, I like playing major championship golf courses um, I think it really separates the field um, and really relies on short game and um, I feel like that's kind of like my my go-to my specialty and you know keeping it in the fairways out of the rough um, so knock on wood that I just didn't jinx myself but I really like playing in these types of conditions and um, really being at events where it's just top notch from hospitality to how they treat um, the spectators and really how just they embrace the LPGA. So I'm really excited about the week.
2: Well, this, this episode is going to come out after we've already played the tournament. So it'll come out later. So, oh, okay. so make your prediction now. How, oh, okay. so how does this golf course suit you? If you say it suits me really well and you win, this is going to be really I know. cool. I mean,
1: it, it, I've only played the front nine so far and I've, um, I really, really like it. Um, again, we're going to back to feel on the putting green. You're going, um, relying on short game and avoiding the rough. It is pretty sticky and, and, um, So I'm going to try to do my best to avoid major, major numbers, major mistakes, Um, but also just keep like really a focused mindset and keeping my emotions a little level. I tend to get a little um, roller coaster ish. That's not really what I want, Um, but we'll just see what happens. Take it shot for shot.
2: I don't, I'm sure you not to compare kind of what the, the women's PGA has been like compared to other LPGA courses, but it feels like this, this tournament really starting to head to some really grand and championship mm-hmm. level golf courses. Do, is that a noticeable difference? Oh the, yeah. Yeah.
1: You just, from the moment you get your courtesy car, it's just <laughs> like, you just, you feel a different, different feel, different vibe of the whole tournament. And, um, I think it, it shows, um, on the golf courses we play too, and I could speak for a lot of the players that this is one of their highlight events of the year and um, just the way they they handle everything um, to even to how they text us our, our tea times, like it's just things like that—the little things That's that like exactly makes us. Exactly what Angel
2: happen. Yin said. Really? The text. She's like, "I was like, what do you like the most?" She's like, "They send us text messages for our tea time. I was like, "That is the what mo- that you yeah. like the most." <laughs> what, what do they normally
0: do? What's the alternative?
1: I mean, like you have to look on, I I mean, I yeah, it's just, just tell me, just text me. I don't want to see the. I don't want to see my grouping. I don't want to see you play. But just tell me what time I need to be on the tea box. That's right. really what I what I like.
0: I want you to talk about i i think in preparation for talking to you uh we were diving in and listening and reading a little bit about your story about your father and how you were introduced to the game of golf i was wondering if you could take us through yeah how how you got you know Mm -hmm. to play how, how you came to the game of golf
1: yeah yeah um it's uh not your traditional story um I didn't grow up like with country club parents or um, my dad is actually a mechanic at a golf course in Azusa, California, where I grew up. And I didn't realize we had a golf course until I actually went. I knew he was like a handyman and fixed stuff. I was only seven. And so he invited me out um, to his job and I had no idea what it was. super green trees. I didn't know this actually existed. And so he handed me a golf club and um, he said, try it. You see that flag, try to hit, get this ball to that flag. And so his um, good friend was the head pro at the time. And he comes over, um, I get introduced and he said, Ramon, I would really love to teach your daughter. And my dad said, you know, thank you. That's awfully kind, but we don't really have, you know, the finances to, to put my dog, to put Lizette in, uh, lessons. He's like, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure something out. So, um, I found out later that my dad was doing like side jobs for him, like fixing his car or doing stuff around his house. Like, Just so that we could make that exchange, and I would get lessons every every Saturday. But my first lesson was how to dress properly, because I would show up in like jean shorts and (laughs) and flip flops, and he's like, "Eh, maybe next time wear like some like khaki khaki. shorts and like tennis shoes. So that was my first lesson, and I was seven years old, and I I've only played in like. Club tournaments in my in our in in the local area until I was about 11. I started playing. Oops, started playing in just major Southern Cal events, and I really didn't get recruited till I was about 16, a sophomore and junior in high school, where kids are now you know, signing and, and committing to big time schools. So, um, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy journey.
0: Well, let me ask you, were you just a natural? I, I mean, how, what was the progression from when, um, when you picked up a club at age seven, you know, those next couple of years, did it come naturally to you?
1: I, from what I was told, I guess I was, um, I mean, I grew up different sports growing up, but there was something about, something about golf that you know is very individualistic and and it's all about you which i really liked and i really liked playing against boys i mean there wasn't a lot of girls back then that played golf in my area so i was stuck playing with boys and i knew I was doing a good job when the guys wouldn't talk to me just like that was my goal is to like not i don't want you to like me that's my goal um I'm sorry, what was your question? I totally blanked out right no, now. You, you, well, like no, no,
0: no, 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 you, you you answered it. I was just, you know, I'm I'm always fascinated... Uh, the 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 head pro must have seen something, d- you know, I, yeah. I feel like there must have been some natural ability there.
1: I mean, back then I just thought it would be a great time to spend a good, good idea to spend time with my dad. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was the youngest of three. I'm a, you know, the baby daddy's girl. So, um, I just want to spend time with him and I loved winning trophies and, um, I was always playing team sports and I just wanted just want all the glory and all the all the credit for it so um I guess I was a natural at it and I just really um liked competing and putting in that work and then seeing all the results on the golf course and you know it all comes down to your confidence and and all the work you put in it so I think that's how it
2: initially started. What was the commencement speech we were watching? Oh (laughs) jeez! Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know we were doing. You guys did your research, huh? Yeah. Um,
0: I I thought it was, you know, a great speech. It was. I mean, I'll let you kind of set it up, but it was from. It was the commencement from your graduation at Southern Cal.
1: Yeah. So um, it was actually. Pat Hayden, the athletic director at the time, that came up to me, and uh, we actually did like a little function our golf team did, and we introduced ourselves and kind of told a little bit about ourselves, and that's when I kind of leaked, you know, my story and how I came into golf, and he came later came up to me and asked if I would do the commencement speech at our athlete graduation, and I'm just like. Are you sure? Like, you typically would see football players, basketball players, water polo. Like, you never heard, I'd never seen like a female golfer do a speech. Um, but I accepted the offer and I just really thought it'd be a great way to thank the university, um, for giving me the opportunity of a lifetime. Never in my In my lifetime what I had expected that USC would come knocking on my door and offer me a full ride scholarship and I was terrified you could probably hear in the speech that I'm like it was like a higher pitch and I I was so nervous terrified I'm just glad I couldn't see the audience because it was jam-packed in there with probably most of my family but it was it was just really cool that I was able to be in that vulnerable state and share what really went on in my in my background and in my story to get to where I to where I was, and I think that's what USC was all about. And you know, there's this perception it's all University of spoiled children or all that stuff, but um, it, it really isn't. It's a it's a place where you exceed your own expectations and. You become something that you never would have would have imagined, and so um, I did it in front of all the graduating athletes, which was really cool. I got a lot of um, congrats after, and and a lot of positive feedback, and so I'm really thankful for that opportunity. And I'm just grateful that I was able to graduate on time so and not go to summer school so it was a really cool experience
0: and it had significance for your family as well i, I oh, think yeah. in the speech he said you were the first yeah. person in your family yeah, uh, for sure. to for, with a college diploma which is really yeah. cool yeah
1: first person in my family to graduate from a from a four year and um, you know my mom is one of 10 kids my dad's one of five and so i have lots of cousins and and so being in college and trying to graduate and finish, and I guess there was a little bit of pressure to, to finish the job and, and to, to, to graduate, but it was so cool to be a student athlete at USC and just to, not many kids can say that they, they have gone through the you know, NCAA and, and, and played college golf, but those were probably the best four years of my life for sure.
2: Well, the part that kind of stuck out to me the most was, you know, you referenced something and I was, I was curious if you get, if you've not to bring up bad memories of this, but <laughs> the line in there, you said where people had said to you, Mexicans don't play golf. Oh, Is that yeah. something like, what was kind of what obstacles did you face along the way I th- throughout mean, your, your come up in golf?
1: I just, obviously I've had a lot of support and I thank everyone for that. Um, but, you know, you, you come across people that don't really understand The opportunities that golf could give a a female athlete, um, or really just don't don't think outside their box and very and set expectations based on race or ethnicity. And I've always been curious as to why, you know, if someone has the talent and the ability to do it, why why say things that would you know put them down? And so, I mean, I've even heard it from family members just told, like as a kid, you would hear that and it's very, very hurtful. And, but I've been lucky enough to have parents that just say, you know what, don't even listen to them. Like you're, you're good enough and you could do this. And I mean, if it wasn't for my parents, I seriously, I would not be here today. And even my sister or yeah, my sister, I'm gonna call her out. She would refuse to come watch me. Um, I mean she had three kids so I know it was tough but she goes I she's like I'll just I'll watch you when you turn pro so every like ANA Wilshire tournament I'm like you remember you're coming out you got to watch me remember she's like I know I know but um, back on the serious note yeah it was um, super hurtful and I just that was kind of my motivation to just prove everyone wrong and I've always just had that little chip on my shoulder and I think it's worked out in my favor. And I just want to kind of pave the way for younger, the gen- younger generation and to, you know, I don't want them to have to deal with that. And, um, so the more I'm out here, the more I'm kind of proven that point. And, um, I think we're all proven that same point, you know, being out here and being professional athletes. So did
0: yeah. you have, did you have role models in the game that you looked up oh, to? Yeah.
1: I mean, the oh look there's angel (laughs) the the go-to my go-to's were you know nancy lopez and lorena ochoa and um i would go to you know the back then i was a craft nabisco and i would follow lorena and i would make like little banners for her and i remember this one time my dad i thought he had gotten like a newspaper clipping of her it was a newspaper clipping of me and he goes, "Can you sign this?" I'm like, "Dad, I was in high school." I was like, "Oh my god!" I go, "I am so sorry." And she's like, "No, no, it's fine." <laughs> Can you imagine? This is so embarrassing. And yeah. I, I don't know if she remembers that, but you know, that's that's how proud my dad was of me and saying like, you know, she's gonna make it one day and. But Lorena and and Nancy were definitely just based off, you know, our backgrounds and the passion we have for the sport. And, um, so they're definitely someone that I looked up to. When,
2: when did your parents come to the U S?
1: Um, why? So they came separately, but they're from the same hometown in Mexico, which is really odd. Oh gosh. I know they came in like the early seventies. Okay. Yeah.
2: Do you go to Mexico frequently or,
1: um, well, on this job that I have. I can't like, it's so hard to get away. But, <laughs> you don't um, want to
2: travel when yeah, you're like, done working. I just working. want to be home. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, we have gone a few times. We actually took a little vacay to Mexico City last off season, which was super, super fun. And um, I think it's important. I think it's more important for me to like connect with you know, the culture that my parents um, came from and, you know, the fact that they, like, left everything behind to start a new a new life in somewhere that they've never been before. They don't speak the language. I mean, I would love to go to Mexico more often. The tour needs to go back to Mexico for sure. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I wish we would go back more.
2: So you're you're 29 now. I think it will be 30 next month. Is that? It? Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Thanks, guys. The big three. Oh. I'm literally
2: just saying your age. we She's Like interviews over. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Done. I'm, I'm done. Well, okay. I it, it just you, do. You feel like I don't know what the median age is on the LPGA tour. Do you feel I don't like know a veteran? Either. Do you feel like a veteran week, week in and week I out?
1: Kind of. Well, the the more years I'm out here, the more I'm like, I have never seen you before in my life like a lot of the rookies and but I don't feel like I've been out here for so long I feel like I've been out here only five years and it's been eight it's crazy how time flies and I don't feel like I'm almost 30 I definitely don't I feel like I still I'm in my prime physically and, and mentally to to compete um but yeah these girls are getting younger and younger and stronger and longer and I'm like dang just <laughs> let me catch a break like
2: uh, do you hit um, it far
1: I mean farther than I used to like I'm I wouldn't say I'm the shortest hitter Mm -hmm. Um, I'm only 5'3 so I need to you know I need to find a way to generate power and stuff but yeah I'm definitely not the shortest one out here
2: pros always have a hard time answering this question but I I want to keep trying with it do you ever look around what's a player that you look around in a particular skill that one player has that you're like man that I that is the one I want I wish I could Blah blah blah. As well as she um, does it,
1: I wish I could have the bunker game that Danielle King has.
0: Okay,
1: holy moly, bunker queen. We, we heard bunker yeah. queen.
0: Yeah. yeah, sand queen. I think was what yeah, Mav the called the her. Sand it. Sand queen. It
1: is incredible how good she is out of the bunker and she you could just see in her like I played with her last week and you could just see in her eye that she's like I'm gonna freaking make this and um she almost hold out which is it's just incredible how you know how she can just do that with her hands and generate speed and spin um so yeah I would I would say that
2: there we go that was a committed answer yeah I feel like that was I never easy. Get that. well we tried to ask her too like kind of whether we need some good Lizette stories and she kind of panicked I think she kind of was going through a lot of Uh-oh. stories of like, I mean
1: we've been friends for a long time so well, there's a lot that goes I think into that what
2: first the, all the ones she first thought of were like well they can't ask that they can't ask that they can't ask that, can't ask that. <laughs> what I do you think mean? I don't know that's, that, that's just what I assumed she was going through her head but she asked if <laughs> oh my if you God. liked being squished that's what I was supposed to ask you. Like she sits on you, apparently. Oh or? my
1: God. If you guys follow my Instagram story, like there are so many videos on my phone where she's literally on top of me, <laughs> like she's texting or I'll be laying down on my phone and she'll just like, just lay complete full body on me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Or she'll like, just touch me. And she's like, I'm just giving you good energy. I'm like, uh, I don't really feel it, but I mean, that's cool. Yeah.
2: Is she one of your better friends out here? Yeah. yeah. Who else are some of your better friends?
1: Uh, well, Angel there's another one (laughs) that sometimes people are like how are you guys friends and i'm like sometimes i ask myself that too but it's it's really like it's a fun it's a fun relationship fun friendship where most of the time we don't even talk about golf and it's so refreshing to have friends like that where because this is such a grueling profession and it could eat you up in like a second if you really um let it so to have friends like that to take you away from it and to really just enjoy each other's company and laugh about stupid memes or something on social media, like it's it's, uh, it's a really good balance.
2: See, I, I, we just don't have, get that experience, for like that vibe from you guys. Like what? You, this, the grind, I mean, just being like the grind that you oh, refer yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. It's like we come out here and it, it just feels, <laughs> I don't want to say it feels more relaxed. It's just like you guys are so good with media, so good with like sponsors and pro ams and stuff and how oh, you guys yeah, yeah. treat people and everything. The whole vibe and atmosphere out here just feels like so much different than the men's store. Yeah, it's just Ooh. very welcoming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you that's know, our, yeah, that's pretty like, much our goal.
1: Yeah. But I mean some some girls are more intense than others on the course, and you know prep preparation and things like that. but I mean, it's well we have thirty something events a year, and we're more of a global tour, so that's a lot of you know miles traveling and stuff, so it really just takes a toll, and you know, we're emotional people, like you know it's it's um it's it's, it's a tough, but it's it's a really cool job to have.
2: Well, on that note, I mean, you've been again. You've been on the tour now eight years. What? How much has it changed? What has changed the most since the beginning? And kind of what do you see um, in that time period?
1: I mean, just the the level of competition has gone so much better. Like it could literally be anyone's week. Whereas where I first came out, you saw a lot of the same pattern of players, um, you know, winning. And um, I think just now, I guess just. The fan base that we have is so much better, and we've gotten so much better with media. And we've gone, you know, with the whole drive-on thing. Now we're now getting more personal, more intimate with our stories. And you know, we we want to get away from you know that we're just robots out here and that we're just like out here just pounding golf balls and there's no really backstory to us. But you know, if we look more into depth into you know how we came on this tour, we're so much relatable and we could connect with pretty much anybody so i think that's really where we've made a great improvement in terms of you know where where i first came out on tour
2: well i don't hate to bring up a negative thing that happened recently in women's golf but i was curious as hank haney's comments that came out a few weeks before the u.s women's open how much did that i mean i I imagine that's something that was talked about in the locker room and everybody was kind of talking about it how much did that really affect you guys do you think
1: i mean game wise not Not, some i mean like words don't mean squat so like was that shocking to
2: hear was it
1: not shocking but it's like why go there why like it's so inappropriate you're only hurting yourself like why like it's so dumb i don't know I mean, it, it kind of pumped me up, like, but that's how I'm, that's how I'm like made, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I say, it
2: felt almost like a rallying cry though, around women's golf of kind of like, yeah. like that's not, that's not how it is. Like, man, and yeah, everyone yeah. kind of started to rally and I feel like it was a successful week at the U S oh, Yeah, definitely. Open, and, I
1: yeah. I even said like, regardless of what he thinks or what he says, we're going to have an amazing week. And you know, with the purse being raised $500,000, like it, um, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, It was an excess. Oh my God, I can't even talk right now. It was just a great week from start to finish. And, you know, a lot of people played great golf and, um, you know, the only person that was hurt in that situation was him. So um, I hope he learned his lesson.
0: Uh, yeah this is way less weighty I was was just gonna ask you you know those the time you do get away from the course what do you like to do away from the course how do you unwind
1: I am such a family person so I have six nieces and nephews ranging from ages 20 to two so and I live like 10 minutes from each of my siblings so I'm more like super auntie like being a free Uber driver and like, um, so I'm always around kids. I love kids and um, love spending time with my family. Um, I do like to, um, so I have this junior golf uh, program in my hometown that I'm really passionate about and I you know, love seeing the kids and especially neighborhood kids, um, just to see them pick up a club that maybe like they wouldn't have if they didn't know about this uh, junior program. Um, so I, I like that i really i like to sleep some <laughs> i feel
2: like That's something fair. angel would yeah. say you and angel That's are fair. friends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see we are friends that I like was to one sleep. of her hobbies um hibernating I, she called yeah it. yeah she does hibernate um i mean it just depends on depends on my mood sometimes i'll like go out, have fun. Or sometimes I'll literally just be in the house like all week. It's, um, I'm definitely practicing. I'm definitely working out. Um, definitely gone in that, you know, that, um, routine of working out and seeing the benefits of it. So yeah, it just really depends on the week.
0: Well, if, if you don't mind, how, I was going to ask you how your experience growing up has impacted, um, anything you're doing. And it sounds like the clinic, the foundation yeah, is, um, you know, you're offering that same opportunity that yeah. you received. Is there anything I want you to brag on on the foundation well, a little well, bit? Well, yeah. Is where I I'm mean, going. I
1: mean, that's always been something that I felt like it was my duty. As um, you know, I don't think of myself as a role model. I just want to create opportunities for for kids like that I didn't have growing up, and even with. Um, like I'm involved with the SCPGA Junior Tour, like the tours I played on, like AJGA. I've hosted my own AJGA tournament. I'm now hosting another um, SCPGA tournament. I feel like that's, I get more satisfaction through that and to give back to, to where I was as a kid throughout like different points in my career and just showing my face or or just like talking to the kids and say you know you're on the right track like keep doing what you're doing like you know dreams are possible don't limit yourself like things like that I really enjoy doing that and um it's seeing just the next generation of kids just grinding and wanting to to be the best and um you know takes me back to those times where I was a 15 16 year old like super cocky and thinking that I was just the greatest. And I'm like, dang, I kind of need that right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's seeing the kids, you know, they don't care what you shoot. And like the little kids, like 10 and younger, you know, they're just happy to see you. And they're just, they're just in awe. Like, and um, the tour, the the program that I'm doing, they just started that uh, PGA Junior League and they named their team after me, it was so cute. Oh, so wow. their jerseys have my, like, my name on it, it's so <laughs> adorable. And so like, when I'm ever, ever having a bad day, I just think of the kids and just like, you know, they're having fun, why shouldn't I be having fun out here? So yeah.
0: Well, maybe the dream one day you can sign somebody else's press clipping. Yeah. Oh like your, yeah. Maybe like somebody will script. have you sign oh their, their press clipping. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that would be I feel like
2: poetic.
1: It, yeah. That would be really fun. Yeah. I would definitely do that.
2: <laughs> Usually when I ask this, I am I have like a story in mind of like that I'm trying to get to. That's what I was trying to kind of get from, from Danielle. But do you have like, what's a go-to like story you would tell about something that's happened to you on the LPGA tour. If you're at a dinner, you're, <laughs> you had a couple glasses of wine and you're like, Oh, you wouldn't believe this happened. Like what, what's your craziest or best story that you could tell?
1: Oh my! God. Um, I mean, oh my God! What is? What did Danielle say? Did she? What did? Did she not come up with she, anything? Good? I didn't
2: even have to ask the question. She just, just <laughs> tells a bunch of stories. I mean, she just.
1: <laughs> oh my God!
2: She told one about uh, Instagram D, uh, DMs that she gets that that was uh, was quite grotesque. But
1: oh my God! Well. So, okay, this just recently happened. So it's coming out like it's pretty fresh. So um, I usually don't like respond to negative comments on Instagram or or wherever. I just like brush it off or whatever. But I had missed the cut at Kingsmill again. I was like not in the happiest of moods. And some, and you know, with the whole drive on video, um, someone had the really bright idea of, writing a nasty message to me and I'm like hmm now I'm gonna respond and so but I did it in like in a classy way and I went on Instagram live and just ranted about it because the person called me a liar like my own story is a lie and that I my story's like bullcrap and so I just went at it like I just started like I didn't even mention the person's yeah. name but I'm just like why you don't even know me like I, I I think it was a time that I like finally defended myself and I just felt like they were not only attacking me they're attacking my family and so like the mama bear came out of me and like <laughs> my my friends are like oh your mom is coming out of you like my mom's personality she's like oh she's coming out the Martha's coming out of you and um I mean, I know it's not, like a juicy story, but like <laughs> I don't usually say anything. But Gotta block
2: out the haters, yeah. And
1: then <laughs> uh, d- uh, I think Angel's like, "Oh, the the Latin spice news coming out, our Latin fires." I was like, "Yeah, well, don't attack me. Like I'm, I may be small, and but I'm just, I'm will stick up for myself and stick up for our tour when it needs to. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I missed a couple flights after a, a good night. So I mean, that's yeah." Solheim, that's oh yeah. yeah,
0: tell us about that. <laughs> that's, yeah, you got my attention. Well, let's let's
1: not. I would suggest like don't book a really early flight the next morning. Well, like yeah. rookie mistake. Well, I I'm like yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be good. Like I'm just yeah. No, it just wasn't a wasn't the brightest idea.
2: What's so, the celebration like after winning Solheim?
1: Uh I don't remember. Well, I remember 15. I don't. Uh, 17 was fun um yeah it's just it's 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 a good time (laughs) especially when you're on the winning side for sure but I mean everyone comes together I think we all like went to the European party in in uh, Iowa and just had a blast like it's just celebrating not only our win but just like women's golf in general so yeah the good
2: thing is if you win in Scotland then any of the team members that are under 21 they can also legally drink there
1: did you tell Angel that? oh no
2: what would that get her more motivated to (laughs) make the team i don't know
1: maybe but she's oh man that girl yeah i'm like oh her birthday's in like october or something but oh man yeah she's probably excited about that too
2: all right. Well, yeah. You ready to get out of here? No, this is fun. <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming on, Lizette, and yeah. best of luck this week. Uh, hopefully, by the time this airs, you are uh, you are kissing the trophy and uh, missing your so flight too. tomorrow on Monday morning. Ooh,
1: so, yeah, that'd be a good one. That miss.
2: would be a good one. Yeah. So, thanks, thank you so guys. much for the time. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers.
0: Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, yes. that's. Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything!